0: Welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 586, recorded today, Wednesday, the 7th of August 2019, uh, right in the summer, the summer, the, the sort of pinnacle of summer months. I think this is probably about as summer as we get. It did feel a bit autumnal in the UK last night, but only briefly. Um, yes, so... Uh, as a result, uh, this is the music, to- music Technology Podcast. We talk about things to do with music technology, uh, synthesizers, drum machines, software, uh, the social aspects of music creation, music distribution, p- live performance, uh, controllerism, software, anything that you'd like, really, that to- surrounds the business of making and distributing and creating music, mostly electronic music, but pop music, all kinds of music. That kind of thing. Uh, I want to say thank you very much to our friends over at Isotope. Uh, They're going to be giving away a copy of Neutron 3, which is a very advanced uh, mixing and audio processing software which will allow you to... To basically sort of get the bare bones of a mix together uh, in, using machine learning it 's a really fascinating piece of technology, so do stay tuned for that they 're going to be giving away a copy of neutron three advanced, which is the uh, the swanky one um, so uh, we 'll say hello to our guests uh, our guests are here uh, we have Mr. Rich Hilton, who is in uh, at home at home in Connecticut after being out on the road for i don 't know how many months is it now rich
1: oh it's it's not months, it's years. Ah, it's been and a while. I just, oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I did unmute it. <laughs> Nobody's drinking yet. Uh, yeah, well, we've been touring in incredible amounts over the recent years, and this year has been the most so far. And uh, mind you, I love it and really enjoy playing shows and meeting people and getting to show this band and this music off to people. I I do like that, but uh, I'm also glad to be home. It's always good to come home. Yeah, I can imagine. At least in my life it is.
0: So Um, have you come home to find that the house has been redecorated in colours you might not have chosen and uh, the new sofa is a a (laughs) slightly different shade or everything's been moved around, you know?
1: (laughs) There's actually a lot that's gone on here, but it was all with my complete and utter knowledge and and uh, participation uh so things have been going on while i've been away but uh everything's good it's all it's all settling nicely and uh i think i may have mentioned in a previous show that i got uh the steinway piano here now so i'm really yeah. excited about that
0: that's that must yeah. be great of course if i didn't mention it rich is uh studio guy with nile rogers also on the road with chic a lot so he's kind of you know been been out and about playing music to hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people over the last uh, period of time. So thanks for joining us, Rich. It's a pleasure as ever. Always. And, and of course, we've got Mr. Gaz Williams as well, who's yeah. there in his uh, studio. Is that
2: the song I've son, been playing to tens that... of people. I've been playing to tens of people, Nick. <laughs> woo <Woo-hoo>. So, yes.
1: <yeah. laughs> Excellent.
0: <laughs> is, is that what... Is, uh, what was a question? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, well, I didn't, uh, is that sunlight behind you, or is that uh, the dazzling oh, light,
2: new video? Yeah, light? no, sunlight, the sun is coming
0: wow. down. Yeah, well, I got, angle, We I haven't I got guess. any of that here, not yet, anyway. Mm, it's guess, all sorry. mine, I'm drawing it to me. Yes. Gaz, of <laughs> course, bass player, producer, music technologist, been doing yes. a lot of video stuff, right? Video, recently. all sorts of stuff, gigging, lots of gigs, got another one on Saturday, Rocket Gold Star in
2: Blackwood, in the Black Sheep. Everyone, honestly, what a cool little underground vibe that is. Come along if you're around. Ha, look at that plug. Uh, I've been gigging. I've been doing studio sessions. I've been doing, uh, actually working on some instruments as well. So it's uh, it's been a whole, a whole gamut of music technology for me, really. So lots of fun. Ooh. And lots of secret little projects, too. Ooh. Ooh, how exciting.
0: <laughs> well, I can't yes. wait to hear more about them as they become mm. available. And uh, so, yeah, and, and I must say, d- d- you kudos to your internet provider because your video quality is uh, is highly detailed so uh oh, thank yeah. you he, yes he beats mine and i'm actually in the room i don't know how that works I, well <laughs> you see i've got a cable coming in now and i've
2: had my hair this is a hair modifier now so actually the antenna in the room is actually coming from
0: my hair so it has got a purpose after all excellent so you get that sort of that special mesh brilliant <laughs> yeah, well yeah, I, it, <laughs> yeah, this week we have. Well, we've got a number of things. I mean, there's been some interesting developments. Not necessarily all in the world of brand new synthesizers What Hop. But I suspect the first one, really, uh, this is this is the video uh, which is from uh, Adam earlier Neely. this
3: week. A federal jury found that the 2013 Katy Perry hit "Dark Horse" infringed on the copyright of Christian rapper Flame's 2008 song "Joyful Noise." Now, the two songs don't share the same melody, nor the same chord progression or bass line or drum groove, but they do share a similar synth ostinato, or a repeated melodic fragment that helps support the main melody. We only hear this ostinato in the verses for Dark Horse, but we hear it throughout A Joyful Noise. It's a descending phrase in staccato. I think we get to hear it in a bit. This is a really good piece. in the key of A minor, the third degree of the scale, and descends down to the tonic. It sounds like this. Dark Horse's Astonados.
0: So, this is kind of quite big. I mean, it's, it, it may seem like kind of a slightly obscure legal legalese, but um, it seems that what's actually happened with this, there's Katy Perry, uh, Dark Horse, which was, uh, as Adam pointed out in that video, she lost the court case, basically, because she was saying, what do you mean, it's nothing like it? Uh, and there is there is a sort of similarity, but it's more of a tombra and concept. Um, which I would say is probably not something that you would normally win a case of. You know, the, the, and the thing is, that Adam Neely points out that she, she lost, I think, and her record company lost something like 2.8 million in damages, they had to pay this out to uh, the rapper Flame. And uh, the, the thrust of this video is, and, and the general sort of case around it is, they got a musicologist, a chap called, uh, what was his name, Todd Decker, who argued that uh, there were quite a lot of additional similarities. But what uh, what... That seems to be the case. The, t- the timbre of those sounds was completely different. So it was literally the notes and the rhythm of those three notes. The rest of it was all very different. And um, but because the musicologist was actually quite a smart guy, and the that uh, that this is the... Th- I'm paraphrasing here, and and the uh, the complainant who I guess is uh, flames people decided they wanted a trial by jury. And the musicologist made a case for the people in the jury. He went, Yeah, you're right. And they, they awarded damages. And now his argument, Adam Neely's argument, and lots of other people now saying, wait a minute. So we're we saying now that some of these things are fair game. So we now can't use these kind of things that may be similar within tracks, but aren't necessarily uh, you know, the basis of a whole track. It, it seems to have very much muddied the waters in terms of what you could sue for in terms of copyright infringement and whatnot. And this is a dangerous precedent because one of the other arguments is they've basically pitted uh, a very smart musicologist guy up against maybe a a jury who are maybe not so smart when it comes to music stuff, and they've been convinced by the guy's clever argument. And that seems to be... I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing, but that seems to be what Adam is sort of talking about, and it's set a very dangerous precedent. I think that was kind of a, a rough summary. So the point is, I sort of now, just I'll go to you, Rich, first, because it's it's your country <laughs> and your country people who have who have done oh, this good, thing. Uh, goodness so,
1: me, I'm going to have to answer for no, that. No, no,
0: you don't. You, of course, you don't. Of course, you don't. <laughs> but it's it's an interest, and also this is going to set a precedent, which is a kind of a scary. There have been a few cases recently where it's been. It doesn't feel like it's like, okay, well, that is actually a complete rip-off at all, or this just sounds a bit like, and you can make a case by going, see, these notes are the same, and showing a graph, and it's like, there you go, it's a shut and dry K. But it's not because Adam Neely, in the, I, I'll just come back before I come back to you again, Adam Neely's point, he says, oh yeah, here's the melody, he goes, oh, wait a minute, no, that's not it, that's not Katy Perry, that's Beethoven, oh, wait a minute. No, that. And he makes the point, those notes and that scale happen in any number of pieces of music. And so it's, it's kind of, it's a very spurious connection, I think. And going
1: is. back hundreds of years before the example that was cited as the source of the plagiarism, um, he makes a very, first of all, he makes a very convincing case, especially with regard to this one, which to me is open and shut and absurdly reached by... There is no such thing as a jury of your peers in this kind of a thing because most people don't know what makes music similar or not similar. Most people can't pick out the guitar part, I think. So it's they don't all listen like we do. We spend our whole lives listening to things and analyzing them and discussing them and figuring out what makes them up and stuff. Most people don't do that. Most people just hear it as a thing, like a bird call or like the air conditioner blowing across the room. So... I I I can't imagine that this verdict made any more sense than he made of it. I will say however that the musicologist who is being held up in the public square as the source of all of this may or may not have entered the courtroom with that in mind. And the lawyers eliciting questioned responses in a certain order can make things seem any number of different ways without his having intended. Now, I don't know the guy, and maybe he did go in wishing for these two to be uh, similar enough to be worthy of a plagiarism lawsuit. I certainly don't think so. And I think the guy who made the video makes a really convincing argument about that. And God help us if the minor scale becomes something that is uh, copyrightable and therefore uh, infringement worthy because, you know— then what well then we might as well just quit and do something else anyway which is
0: yeah i the, the curious thing is i mean it's not like it's the entire rhythm section it's not like it's the top line melody it's a hook in the background that actually owes much more in similarity certainly in Katy perry's version to art of noise because in the uh, the flame dark horse thing it's it's a blooming it's a assaulting well, it's how the same sound
1: yeah pulse quarter note minor tonality starting from the third and stepping down to the tonic i mean i it's it's all through the history of music sure you can't even point to the beginning of that i I don't think and i don't think it'd be worthwhile to do so it's not the essence of the song the songs are in no way similar and uh yeah it's pretty outrageous Uh, that was a your honor
0: yeah well there's a great (laughs) quote um uh, there's a yeah, there's a Texas-based quote. There was a, an, an article on uh, where was it? It was, uh, I think, it was The Independent. Katy Perry got robbed by a musically, a musically ignorant jury, is a quote from a guy called Paul Croto, Which I, I, I mean, I, I can see it's easy to start getting uppity and laying blame, but the the point is, is there's mm. a that if you're going to be setting legal precedents for future prosecutions because. As we know, mm-hmm. law, in this instance, precedent. tends to work on precedent. And this is a, a precedent-setting case. That's the thing that's mm-hmm. kind of scary. So, it's worth a beard stroke, eh? Okay. Mr. Guess.
2: Decker, Lucifer here. May I have a little word with you? Mm-hmm. For one, right. needs a little task to undermine the entirety of music history. I tell you, this is terrible. And I'm calling out that Todd Decker on this. Because, I mean, um, (laughs) blimey, I mean, wow, what a stupid thing to have done. So even if he had gone in there sort of without this kind of plan, as you say, precedent. I mean, this is ridiculous. Honestly, that guy, is he going to sleep easy? I mean, I really think he's a real villain now. I'm absolutely disgusted he's pushed for this. Disgusted. Todd, if you're ever watching this, I'm disgusted with you. You should be ashamed of of yourself ashamed of yourself what a terrible thing to have been the kind of architect to kind of get through you should be ashamed of yourself now go to bed you naughty boy and
0: it's interesting i I I tell you what's also interesting is specifically adam neely states in the case that in his expert testimony in the text of it he said there was a temporal similarity and that's just absolutely not the case they're just completely different sounds. There was a rhythmic similarity, but certainly not timbrel at all, I would say. And
1: yeah. a tonal similarity to that one part, but not the overriding composition in any way that I could yeah, hear. I mean it's I, like, I'm not that familiar with these two companies. It's kind of like
0: I what I know, it's kind of like what they've done is actually kind of soloed a track and going, see those two little parts, they're the same. So that means it's the same.
1: I mean that's and essentially. How much- you, that opens the door to all. You know, that's just insane. It, so we're going to
0: start getting easy. tuned, tuned 808 bass drums becoming fair game. You know, because it happens to be the same low D or whatever. I mean, who knows? I mean, it just seems like okay. I mean, there are a lot of uh, there are there are a lot of people who need to make money and are perhaps a little less. Uh, morally um, righteous, shall we say, than others. I'm not suggesting that this is what's happened in this case, but you can see that there be, might be a bunch of lawyers going, hey, wait a minute, those cases yeah. that we didn't think were worth bringing, let's go, uh, let's yeah. go and revisit them. We'll yeah. do them for a, a, a no-win-no-fee. Yeah. Here we go. Is it going to open the doors for a lot? Long- and it's a terrifying thing. I mean, as if music hasn't been punished enough in the last 10 years. <laughs> you know, now even yeah. the people who, you know, the only people who are making the money, which is the songwriters, Generally speaking, and maybe the record company a bit, are now going to be fair. It's just, it just makes me crazy. I I take your point, guys, but I suppose that does ring up in other arguments is, you know, where, where does it, where is the line?
2: (laughs) Where was the line? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well,
1: it's that, yeah, it's that classic ruling about pornography where the judge, somebody said, uh, I know it when I see it
0: right (laughs) okay
2: (laughs) Mm, yeah but I mean you know like if you look at like some of the early Beach Boys stuff you know I mean it was just total copies of kind of of uh, Chuck Berry wasn't it you know in terms of the the kind of rhythm machine behind it and then they then did their great vocal thing on the top of it but you know you could completely go oh look at that Uh, uh, uh," and then you just kind of kill it you just it's just going to kill the growth of things it's a it's a terrible decision so I mean mm, mu- you know music doesn't exist in a vacuum it is sort of built on what has already been before and you know cultural there's reference a real and all sorts clear, of clear yeah. d- there's a clear understanding of plagiarism I mean you know the dazed and confused Led Zeppelin thing I mean when you know what that one is bizarre to me because that is complete plagiarism you know I mean the Jake Holmes song Dazed and confused. I've been dazed and confused for so long it's not true. You know, uh it's bizarre. So I mean, like there's probably like a ludicrous, as you say, a ludicrous amount of uh cases that could be brought forward now. And what a waste. Who's gonna benefit from that? You know, the only people who benefit from that are the kind of lawyers and the legal system. It's absolute Oh, God, it stinks. I'm so down on this. Well, the bad, other thing bad, that... The,
0: okay, here's a theory. As we're seeing, that I've seen a couple of... There's been a few headlines, and we've covered them recently in, in Sonic Talks as well, where we have AI and computer-generated algorithms, computer-generated melodies. Are there... Could you see that now we could end up in a situation where, you know, somebody's written a little CG... Uh, 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 an AI melody generator, you know, cheap melody generator. But... It brings out something that's really similar. Somebody hears that, and go, oh, yeah, I like that. I'll use that. And therefore, who is the person who that th- those lawyers would then go after? Would they go after the person who created the AI algorithm, or the person who released it, or everybody and anybody? You know, there, there are there are issues the here. The producer, the producer, yeah, I suppose. But it, I mean, in some cases, and we'll maybe get onto that topic later. Production is a, is a fairly <laughs> loose term. You know, it might not be all that much. It might just happen to have enough legs and enough kind of attraction without all that many sort of pros Mm. being involved you know so i don't know it it just seems like we're going to tie ourselves in knots if we're not careful there has to be a sort of a, a, a kind of base level where people... But anyway, that's that's what part of the story is people are talking about. So it is, it is a bit disturbing. I guess that what we're going to find out now is what happens next, you know? Are we now going to see a whole load of other, like, really crappy court cases coming up because people have seen this and they go, well, it's worth a try because look what just happened know 2.8 million quid is or dollars is is not to be sniffed at particularly if you haven't got that sort of money and you you got a a lawyer who'll go yeah don't worry we'll cover it and we'll split the Uh fee I got it I've got it I've got it I, I know what we can do if, if we
2: all just do loads of just really blatant, just sample things just directly, just loads and loads of people and just flood, just create, just, just tons, just just keep putting them out there every day, just like a mass appeal, just loads of musicians around the world, just completely flood things with just complete rip-offs and then they'll have their work cut out there and just sifting through it all, like, you know, just like, they'll just go, oh, you know. Yeah, but they will have think... to be successful. <laughs> there, there is yeah, that one, okay. yeah. I'm being be stupid, but so. it's just like... Yeah,
0: I take your point.
2: Yeah, but I mean, you know, we need to find a way to sort of stop this, though, because I can see this as a threat to creativity, you know. So there needs to be there needs to be a lot of people speaking out about this. There needs to be maybe like a campaign to sort of turn this one around or something. Just going, look, no, this isn't acceptable. This isn't acceptable. It really is a very very powerful thing for musicians to to fight against, like, you know. I don't know creativity. Could, uh, there,
0: there isn't. I don't. There's a mechanism for that to happen because it's two. It's a. It's a case between two independent entities, isn't it? I don't know.
1: One could theoretically appeal. I think. I don't think it's above an above the appeal process. This thing, plagiarism suits. Um, we also. I don't know. You know, it's hard to talk about lawsuits when either a you weren't there or b you didn't hear the whole thing. So whether or not Decker spoke out deliberately in favor of comparing these two pieces of music favorably or not, his testimony was used to make it seem as such. And, and I don't know. And you mm, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is what no, I'm saying. True. And, um, and, and also whether or not this thing, I mean, I can't imagine a scenario where these two are deemed to be worthy of, of plagiar, plagiarism relationship, but Law cases are often decided on the basis of stuff that's not obvious to us, and the headline never tells you what that is. Um, So I'm not defending the verdict. I think it's ridiculous, based on, and I think the man makes a very good case in the video for that. But I just don't, there's a lot I don't know, including Decker's participation.
0: Yeah. And okay. how
1: that affected it. Um but I do know that the way it was decided makes no sense to me on the face of the evidence that this guy presented.
0: Well, uh in the chat room, uh, Lady Epstube said uh that uh, the Robin Thick uh case was also uh failed on appeal. And that was the the um mm-hmm. I've forgotten what the name of the song was, but you know, him and um that Other guy, Marvin Gaye, <laughs> Marvin Gaye, yeah. G- but they had to give, didn't they have to give 100%? Um, of the publishing wasn't like?
1: it, was it Pharrell Williams? Yeah, Pharrell mm-hmm. Williams, that's right. And Robin Thicke, yeah, at yeah, mm-hmm. contention there, yeah, yeah that's absolutely. right, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that was, it was a kind of, that was, was kind like, of a tuned percussion rhythmic thing, wasn't it? More than anything else, as far as I remember, but yeah, I, I'm not having too much of the uh. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into the details because I like, really mm. don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. But that was considered to be a case that was borderline and then failed on appeal, you know, so obviously there was a... But I think there was also an element of this kind of good versus bad scenario, I and I don't really know how that happened. And, you know, Pharrell Williams is a very popular guy. I'm not sure how, how, whether Robin Thicke was as a popular a person, and, and I think there was a sort of certain amount of... It felt like there was a certain amount of political stuff going on that wasn't just in the in the legal domain, but... I bet. I bet. Uh,
1: I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
0: Anyway, let's, uh, let's. I
1: performed it. I performed it once with Pharrell Williams, though.
0: Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Let's the change
2: the subject. Let's get into a good place now. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> um, actually, let's let's say uh, let, let's go to a good place first by uh, let's do our isotope thing because then we can get that into Presenting the first third of the show. Three. So was, we want to tell the you about neutral three to
3: mix and the Bring competition. workflow into the 21st century with eight modern machines all at your fingertips in one mothership plug-in. Starting a mix can take a while, but with the all-new Mix Assistant, Neutron can listen to your audio and quickly suggest a custom starting point for an individual track, or set levels for your entire mix. Shape sounds like never before with the new Sculptor module, match audio to a target sonic profile and instantly sculpt it to sound more like itself, or like something else completely. Reach out and touch your audio with Neutron's immersive controls and visualizations. Neutron 3 comes equipped with Visual Mixer, a tool to help you effortlessly manipulate the landscape of your mix. Neutron 3, the modern way to mix.
0: And of course, you can download... A demo, as ever, with all the Neutron products uh, for... If you just go to isotope.com, I think you need an account, but you can just go and get a demo of Neutron 3. And we got a competition. Mm. Of course, uh, this week, I'm looking for the... It's a Twitter competition. You need to enter by just putting a tweet out there with the minimum of the hashtag visual balance, which is one word, and the hashtag Neutron 3 to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's the... F- Hashtag visual balance and the hashtag neutron three, both one word hashtags to at sonic state and inc. And you will be interested to, uh, if you do that to win potentially uh, the neutron three advance, which is cool. And we do have a winner from last show. And uh, I have his tweet here. This is Leo Kelly, uh, who's actually always from the northwest of England. How cozy. Leo Kelly uh, at Lenrod 101. If you want to get in touch, uh, you are that happy winner I at least I hope you're happy uh, with of neutron 3 advance so please do get in touch okay so uh, what's that our modular noodling yeah let's see we want to see this this is an interesting one I'll, I'll bring this up this is uh, this is Eurorack modular radio 24 seven and it's an interesting idea because what they've basically done is uh, I think this is um, uh, oh, gosh, what's her name? Uh, it's Jade Wee, who is behind this, uh, this particular channel. But this was a, a, an idea that came up. That's, you just send tracks in, and this is just streams 24-7 on an ever-growing playlist. It seems to be there's a lot of uh, bell-like and, and uh, sonorous stuff in here, so it's got that sort of flavour. and uh, It's called... Uh, it's just... I just think it's a really nice idea. So you just have it on 24-7, and it's just... It's something that YouTube hasn't... I don't think YouTube's been used for terribly uh, much. You know, we have Spotify for streaming, but YouTube hasn't really been used for that. And it seems like a kind of creative and inventive way of using it. I don't know whether it... I I didn't know you could stream 24-7 on YouTube without restarting, but apparently you can. So I think what this does, it will... It shows the... uh, uh, the playlist and the artist, the name of the artist, which I think gets pulled in, ran uh, automatically onto this kind of random, and then it's just played. Yeah, this is marimbery kind of thumb piano, and it's just, it's just a really nice idea. Mm. I mean, it does go under the guise of doorless jamming a little bit, which I know has a slight, um, maybe it's, it's considered to be a little bit of a hipster term, but I mean, I don't think that. You, you necessarily have to do it without a door to send your tracks in. Oh. But you can yeah, send them right. in. You just send them in to, uh, where, where was it? It was, uh, um, I think it's just jamming at gmail.com.
2: Mm. Well, I mean, I didn't know about this until you sent the show notes out. I put it on. I left it on for ages. And it, it's really nice just to, quick, just to dip into it. It's, um, but I, I was really enjoying all the textures that that were in the tracks that I heard. And um, it did feel almost like this is a new, that that some sort of genre has, like a new genre is emerging out of the Eurorack kind of world, the modular world. And the previous uh, terms to describe it are probably sort of out of date. So I think they're probably, you know, um, what did you call it earlier? Well, how did you describe it? What, doorless jamming? no no before that you said about the, the music had like sort of so, like sonorous a bell
0: like Ah, okay. yeah i can't remember just trying to,
2: i can't i oh, just trying to this should be some genre name so maybe the chat room could help come up with a, a like a, a new genre name that sort of encompasses this this kind of more um it's a kind of it's a flip side a lot of uh you know hard techno and that kind of thing using modular for that sort of stuff using it in this more melodic and sort of ambienty way we need a new genre name. Okay, that's my challenge.
0: Yeah, well, that's an interesting idea. I, I, apparently, um, I, I am way behind the times because there's actually quite a lot of 24 7 YouTube uh, radio streaming, lo fi hip hop stuff, all kinds of things. So I, I've missed out on this and I do beg your pardon. I thought it looked like a sort of new thing, but I guess it's not. Um, uh, but it's just an interesting usage of that. And it, the idea that you can be streaming all this, this stuff and, and create your own, hmm. your own things way of, you know, a, a playlist point, to, yeah. you know, a point of contact, I suppose, without having to get into the whole concept of writing. I know, Rich, did you get a chance to listen to any of this stuff? It's quite gentle and sort of pleasant on the air. It's not
1: intr- non-intrusive. It is very gentle and it's very pleasant. And I enjoyed it as much as, as it goes. Let's put it this way. It's better than the stuff the masseuse usually puts on. <laughs> okay. So yeah. it might. So maybe the genre is massage music. And um, and this is sort of the EuroRack version of massage music. I would uh, what massage I like music, about it
0: is that's I, I it.
1: massage what, music. What I, <laughs> what I like about it is that it exists and that the music that I heard was all in, interesting and enjoyable. What I felt was lacking was any real variety. And, and uh, about a half hour, and it all had felt like one giant soothing wash to me. And it was yeah yeah. Not enough memorable about it to make me want to go there f- for a purpose uh built listening session, whereas if it were taking place while somebody was massaging me i 'd be quite happy about that That'd be it's cool. an inter- <laughs> you 're right
0: though it's interesting isn 't it I mean and I think that 's one of the nature of, because generative music tends to tends to either have kind of you know fixed point looping things and cycles going against each other that you don't generally have a melodic theme that is an A section and a B section as so much? Oh, I would would
1: suggest that the music of Steve Reich and Philip Glass in particular as the two most famous proponents, but a whole lot of people from that sort of era and school... Uh, had a sort of evolving quality that did feature melodic elements that would develop, even though it was just sort of quietly pulsing at you for 15 or 20 minutes. Oh yeah, I, there was think, a lot of motion and evolution yeah. throughout the piece. but I, I, I didn't I necessarily I, hear that kind of calculated progression in these things. And I think part of that has to do with the limitations of trying to create complete pieces of music in real time on a modular rig. Yeah. That's and, what I was uh,
0: meaning. It's the technology that is yeah. the limiting factor of the compositional elements. You know, you can't do as much as, you know, Steve Wright or a systems music. Uh, um, but I'm it doesn't for.
1: have to be this peaceful lullaby sort of environment. No, it could be a, a combination. There could be harshness. There could be, you could be, do, you could be a string quartet you know, realized in some form of, you know, mud. It could be anything and it just, it sort of isn't. It's one thing. And that's one good thing. And I give everybody credit because everything I heard was good. I'd just like to hear more things.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, will uh, the chat room seems to be riffing on the idea of a new um, uh, of a new concept. So, if somebody can kind of maybe create a list of all the terms that were thrown in there we could maybe pu- we could publish some sort of word cloud <laughs> Chilbiant uh, yeah okay. Chilbiant Chilbiant I think I've heard that before somewhere
2: oh you've heard that before I, think I quite so. like massage though just on its own massage oh man I've just I've just laid down a couple of massage you know massage tracks so
0: yeah it's got,
2: maybe it has got something about it maybe maybe or maybe it's sort of like it alludes to massage parlours which are quite different in the UK yeah there
0: is a quite now. different yeah well you met <laughs> you met Jade Wee didn't you She wasn't she at the what's
2: it the the time on the t-shirt? I got the t-shirt on yeah. Coincidentally, yes, she was. She was um, and she and her channel was doorless jamming as well. So um, and she's great. Yeah, she's really kind of um, she's like a you know. I was really impressed with her as a person because she's sort of a um, working single mother no no I don't think she's a single mother but she's a mother um just working just, just getting she's really organized and I was super impressed with her um work ethic she's a super cool person and really positive uh I um yeah I'm yeah so she so that's great um because the uh that toman thing is really nice because it has actually created like a a little bit of a uh, new community of which she and myself are part of which is really really nice and there's a lot of uh, sorry i'm going off topic now but just when you mentioned that Um that really nice group of people and i feel so privileged to be part of it as i do being part of this world as well you know it's it's a it's such a pleasure and when we go out and do these things and people come up and I really feel so proud to be part of this group of people. I, I, thank you so much for inviting oh, me in.
0: bless you, <laughs> bless you guys. Yeah. It wouldn't be the same without you lot, though. I mean, I'm just, am just a, an email address in the whole process. <laughs> I know of... you're not. Um, right. Uh, well, uh, should we get on to a little bit? There's some more good news as well. Where was it? There was. Uh, I just thought I'd throw this one out there. Um, there's, there's one of these crazy summer deals. Don't normally do topics about this, but as our friends of I- Isotope. Iris Two, you get a free copy of Iris Two. You buy any wow. plugin from Plugin Boutique, and that's even like something for a fiver, and you get a copy of Iris Two, which is is both brilliant and slightly sad at the same time. I mean, I don't know whether this means we're about to have an Iris Three, or this plugin falls into the mass audience didn't quite get it in the same way as perhaps you know the, some of their other stuff. Because I think they've got the similar. There are similar things with uh, Brake Tweaker and uh, some other plugins they did that just didn't quite kind of get the. Get as much momentum behind them. So I'm hoping mm. either one, but Iris Two for Nothing is a really smart deal. I mean, for those who perhaps don't realise, Iris Two uh, is the synth that kind of came out of uh, RX technology, and uh, it came from a conversation that we were having on Sonic Talk actually, and that, that sort of sparked somebody at. Uh, both, well, Dave Spears and somebody at Isotope to kind of go, "Hey, that might be a good idea," and thus Iris 2 was born. So I feel kind of a sense of ownership somehow of this, and I just like to see it as many people try it out as possible. But you can't beat free, even if it only costs you a fiver for another plugin. I don't. Know, do you, does anyone know anything? Do you know if there's a, a if we're expecting another version of Iris, or whether it was just a little a concept slightly too far for for us, for us mortals to handle? <laughs> Well, it's interesting with
2: Isotope, though, isn't it? Because, you know, you mentioned Break, Tweeter, uh, Break Tweaker and uh, obviously Stutter Edit as well, which came before it. Those are the, the BT creations. Um, and Iris, these are plugins that in, that you do need to really put some time into using, you know, because they are, They, I mean, they do come with great presets for sure. But in terms of really getting into them, you have to put a lot of time into them. So, I, and and that's no bad thing in terms of they really facilitate the most incredible, crazy ideas. Um, You know, one of the things that they did with Iris too, that was to bring in like a much more sort of standard synth element that you could easily... You know, just so you had like a kind of yeah uh, waves of,
0: yeah, that's right,
2: yeah waveforms, yeah. So some like a more kind of standard place to be able to then use the the more esoteric and crazier invest, you know, parts of the synth. I mean, but just to you know, I mean, it's probably a good idea to remind people a bit about uh, Iris too, because obviously um, based on RX technology, you know, you're able to sort of bring in your own samples and then using essentially lasso and shoppy types, yeah. 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 Just you can just select areas and if you put in a really busy sound or complete mixes is a really interesting one and just, um, and just do things within it. It, I mean, it still sounds like the future when you mess around with it. It really is pretty incredible stuff. Um, I'd love to see an Iris 3. But um, I, I was thinking, it was curious with that isotope though, because their um, Spire recorder, you know, seeks to go the opposite way to this kind of stuff, in that like, it tries to be the most simple device for recording possible, too. So I find it quite interesting that that company can kind of do you know both amazing parts really you know provide something simple provide something super you know sophisticated um but just back you know great oh, i know we do get sponsored by isotope on this show here but i one of the greatest companies ever for innovative and brilliant software just uh, always mind blowing stuff really perhaps it, it like you, you mentioned though you think that possibly that this, this is still something people haven't fully
0: Explodible i think not yeah i mean and we've talked about this before i know i mean rich you know we've talked about this a lot haven't we the kind of idea that we're all sort of expecting the industry to come up with these brand grand new concepts and keep us all kind of fired up and it's like why is everything the same and then when we get something this radically different we sort of can't handle it <laughs> it's a classic i don't, example.
1: well i hope this isn't a harbinger of them getting out of the music creation business and then focusing solely on the music modification business uh, I think Iris is a wonderful product. I love it. There's nothing else that does what it does, and it mixes really well with other scents and cuts through them very effectively. It's almost like the ultimate wavetable in a way. It's Because it, yeah. everything life is your wavetable, and you can do pretty much anything you want with it. And uh, I think it's wonderful. I hope this isn't a harbinger. I was like you, simultaneously pleased and saddened when I saw this because it basically means they're giving it away now. And, uh, I hope that means that something else is coming down the pike. I like this product a lot. I'd hate to see them abandon it. They did once, but they had a T-Pain in. It was a pitch, you know, it was a hard auto tuning kind of pitch thing. And they, they basically abandoned it after a couple of years. I hope they don't do that with this. I like using it, um,
0: well, I guess it's, it's a great version, sense. This is version two, and I suppose the thing is, what you're probably going to get, you're going to get people coming and get this, and they will be, they will have to have an isotope account, which means that isotope will suddenly get a large number of people or an influx of people who are interested in virtual instruments that they will presumably know are because they've signed up to get a copy of Iris. And that means that they, they could gauge how many people would be interested in the version three and they can do a direct sell of that. So, I mean, in terms of marketing, if they've already made their money back and it's all fine and it's not a harbinger of doom, it's just maybe a kind of little bump so that when the next thing comes out, yeah, they can so. hit hit a bigger group of people. Maybe that's what's going on. And that's, that's what I'd I, like to think.
1: I don't think they have another tonal music creation. Product. I could be wrong about that. First of all, I agree with Gaz about how they're they're very courageous in pursuing different product categories. And the Spire product to me is very, very interesting. And I've recommended it to a number of people, none of whom have gone for it. But nevertheless, it's a really interesting and uh, valuable product, I think. I mean, two Grace mic preamps for $300 is hard to beat. I don't understand why people aren't all over this thing. But anyway um i admire them and i hope this product continues and i know dave put some work into it and uh i'm glad to hear that we all had something to do with <laughs> it coming about and i i really like using it so yeah sure. uh, i encourage anybody to i would recommend it to pretty much anybody who likes making synthesizer noises and wants to hear something that doesn't sound like the rest of what you have
0: yeah absolutely i would agree what with is that the, what is the thing
2: though nick with it though because it's with a uh, plug-in boutique is it is it the how what how do people get it
0: uh, well, they go Well, uh, they go to Plugin Boutique, they buy anything, and then at the point when mm-hmm. they add the cart, uh, they then uh, – Iris 2 will automatically be added to your cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And simply check out yeah. and use yeah. your f- – uh, Yeah, Iris 2 will be in your user s- account. I think that's you so. so one one instance, s- one, you get one instance, one go.
1: computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah but mm-hmm.
0: hey. So, so I mean, okay it's not free. free.
2: It's not – well, it's sort of not free, though, is it? Because it in, involves a purchase. Yeah, Problem. but
0: for you could buy something for a fiver at plug in boutique. Uh,
1: so practically. Okay. You can do, I mean or four
0: pounds seventy six everyone should go both and companies. do
1: it. Yeah. It makes sense for both companies as a promotion anyway. I don't know plug in boutique and I don't think I have any other products. But um it this all makes sense business wise and uh, mm. I uh can they're all guarantee part Iris they're all part great. of
0: the uh they're all part of the kind of loopmaster empire. Um but it, uh, okay. so this, yeah. This twenty nine dollar
2: plugin thing, though, that Waves have been pushing a lot of, Eventide are doing now, aren't they? With twenty nine dollar Eventide plugins.
1: All right, okay. Everybody's so, doing it because they have to. Twenty nine, twenty nine dollars. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, gar- just... it's a garage sale. Everything, and the the small companies have to struggle to maintain stuff, like they have to build seven thousand dollar hardware boxes instead.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's a, that's. A, I mean, I suppose the thing is, summer is always always a kind of crazy um, uh, period for software reductions and whatnot. I mean, we know Sound Toys do big sales, and you know, there's there's not just the the bit the the big guys. Actually, um, I think while it's I'm just at, at sp- the, specifically uh, twenty
2: nine dollars. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. yeah well,
0: I, I I suspect actually the reason it's twenty nine dollars is because once you take the credit card processing fee off, and whoever gets the percentage of whatever it is that. You know, you go to the developer. That leaves enough money to make it worthwhile processing the amount of money. You know, It's kind of simple as that. Because the processing okay. fee is going to be probably a couple of bucks. You know, maybe the split with the developer might be I don't know, 35, 40. I have no idea. You know, and the vendor, you know, whoever. So there's there's that. There, once everybody's had their bit of the pie, it's is there any left? but maybe but,
2: but possibly there is the thing is maybe they sell just so many more at that price than they would at full price that it does become a better business model
0: maybe
1: well they've been mm. very aggressive in that pursuit waves has and it has driven down a lot of other people's prices because you just can't compete without because you can't being compete. price competitive mm.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, uh, incidentally, I just reviewed the uh, Waves NX Abbey Road uh, plugin. Uh, I've just oh. I've literally just got, got notes back when I sent it off to make sure I hadn't made a fool of myself while I was discussing Doing it. That'll be coming out sometime soon. That's a really interesting. I, I tell you, I spent quite a lot of time... You're talking about the with,
1: Studio 3 thing?
0: The Studio 3, Abbey Road Studio 3 thing. I spent quite a lot of time mm-hmm. here. I was sitting here with my headphones, and I turn around and look back and I go, that's coming out of those speakers. And it's like, oh, wait, no, mm-hmm. it's not. I've got my headphones on. It's really, really good. I mean, really X, accurate. X, wave the yeah. next stuff. It's yeah. it's f- quite important. I did it with the webcam and with the thing. It's a very interesting. Mm-hmm. And one, I, 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 at one point, I, because you hear all the early reflections and the psychoacoustic stuff when you turn. And yeah. I, when you solo a bass drum, that's when it's really interesting because you hear you hear it in the headphones and it's a bass drum. And then when you solo it, it's like, <laughs> geez, that's a bass drum in a room. I mean, it's really, it's really, and and then somehow it's, mm. it feels easier to to get some of those EQ decisions right because you're hearing it in a sort of acoustic space. It's quite, it's quite yeah. fascinating. Although I think you, what you actually need to have a pair of speakers mm-hmm. in front of you for it to work properly because otherwise it's too weird. You know, you need some sort of visual mm. cues visual. to reinforce yeah, yeah, yeah. what your brain is yeah. being kind of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, so they should come with like yeah. a kind of little cardboard cutout that you can sort of stick to the side of your laptop or your monitors. Mm. So, you, yeah, so I, I would suggest. Uh, but yeah, that's coming up soon. Um mm. Uh, there's... Oh, oh yeah.
1: I, I thought this was Nick, fun. Nick, one thing...
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry, one thing on, on what you were just saying about, though. What, what you have to remember, though, when you use that Waves yeah. NX-based stuff, though, it's like, if you've got it strapped across the master bus, yeah. remember to turn it off when you make the mix down, because... It will sound really strange out of a set of speakers. Yeah, well, it <laughs> doesn't. It doesn't. No, yeah,
0: I have. I mean, it does. But what you could do is there are ways you could do an aux bus and a monitor bus and have it done that way. Mm-hmm. But what I what I came up with the idea of is you could set up some really radical. Spinning room stuff and process individual tracks through that. So if you want a synth to be moving around like a lead sound, that's sort of not yeah. quite a circular pattern but quite interesting. Oh wow! You process, yeah. you bounce it through that and you process that and you have that in in your, uh, in in, your it, as a track. So as part of the mix, and so you get oh, this weird movement.
2: It's
0: that I think it could work. I don't know how far you could go with that, but uh, it, mm. it, it's very phase coherent the phase coherency is really very good. I mean you're not getting mm. weird mushy hi hats and stuff when you're spinning it around. It's quite interesting. Well, well, it's just I just d- spent a
1: com- bunch of days in oh. Studio Three. So ah. I'd be interested wow. to hear it.
0: <laughs> well I'm sure I think we know a guy who could probably set you up with a with an account to try. Because the thing is you can work it with um with oh, your really? uh with your um webcam. So you don't need the head tracker. It'll it'll track your face to about uh, to about 35 40 degrees via your webcam mm. so mm-hmm. you, can, you can okay it, it will work it is I'm cool isn't it because when
2: focus right brought out the vrm technology uh of, of well, probably close yeah to that was static ago, wasn't it but that was a static But it was thing. static yeah and it was weird because if you had your headphones on and you turned your head clearly it was as if you know the room is moving with your head and it did I always, it always made me feel slightly sick listening to it because I think I was getting the, you know, the uh, my, my my ears were hearing a, a room coming at yeah. me, but as, as slight tiny movements and, you know, to it was have the, the same. Room it's, move yeah, with that's,
0: me. it's confusing, isn't it? Well, the thing mm, that I noticed yeah. with this is uh, I was checking it out and Andy came in the room and he really scared me because I, I got into <laughs> that place where. I didn't think I had a pair of headphones on. And then suddenly there's somebody Whoa. like, here, it's like, oh my do, God, do, 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 ha- how come I didn't hear that? And it's like, oh yeah, because I'm uh, not hearing the room I'm actually oh. in. I'm hearing the- it's really, uh, oh. so you get the you get these kind of strange Ma- sort of artifacts. Imagine that. imagine that as a little
2: plug-in you could have though, just like, a, it was like, you just put, so you give it to people to, to as a mix. It's like a mischievous plug-in that you could put in and like a set of footsteps then that come up behind you. <laughs> just as little, just at a random time, just to, just to, ah and there's no one there it's just like a, a little just a little yeah, kind of little bug idea. in the waves nx software
0: just something so. yeah maybe it could be like a, a halloween um uh, easter egg <laughs> yes.
2: it's halloween easter yeah egg. just on halloween just it oh, just on, it triggers a, it just on halloween halloween,
0: halloween <laughs> easter egg that's a kind of uh that's a kind of show title there possibly of course <laughs> along with rich uh life is your wave table. that's a that's, a, that's another show contender right there. Um, mm. OK, right. Well, what should we get to next? We've got the choice of a couple. Um, should we... Um, I wonder... I, th- I think I'm going to go... Because there was... I, I like the noise synth, but I, th- I also... There's there's something that I think we should probably check out here. And I think... I don't know if I've actually got the blooming... Have I got the video in here? I can't remember if I have. If I have... Oh, yeah. Here we go. This is going to... But I'm going to have to turn the, the audio off. Because we'll get busted. So, mm-hmm. if unless you've been living outside of uh, broadcast of any kind recently, uh, you will you'll know what this is. This is uh, Lil Nas at X and uh, the Old Town Road, which is essentially it's a kind of hip hop country crossover, crossover, which is you know it's one of those classic genre spanning things that comes up in once in a while. A bit like um, rock and rap, you know, like uh, uh, Aerosmith and. Um, or whatever they were called, Run DMC. You know, absolutely spanned these two enormous genres and has created this sort of monster hit. people don't really know quite what they're getting. I'm not going to play the audio because, like I say, we'll definitely get busted. <laughs> it's been okay. I've got I've got some statistics here. This is just this. It, it's kind of bonkers, actually. It's been at number one for 18 weeks in the US on the Billboard Hot 100 charts, and this is via. Both, it was. I think it was number one on the country charts as well for a while because they couldn't figure out whether it was country or rap. And I imagine it's probably on R and B charts somewhere as well. I haven't checked, right? So it's been on the charts twenty-two weeks. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, as we know, has often written sort of country. He's a a country artist. You know, father of um, uh, what's her name. Miley, racer. Miley, Miley Ray Cyrus, but this is the, the thing about this is, is it's actually really lo-fi. I mean, I, I'm not kind of hearing sort of highly cut. Accu- it's, it's like a mash mm. to an extent, mm. but it's an, it's an enormous amount of uh, reach with it because it started. He's been using mm. all the social media and whatnot, but I just thought it was a fascinating thing to have a song that could. I mean, that beats. I don't know. how I do Is that is that a record? I don't know what the longest um, thing. At, have there been records? You think that have been number one in the Billboard for longer, Rich? I mean, I can't imagine 18 weeks. That's like four months nearly,
1: isn't it? I don't know those kinds of numbers. I'd be guessing, completely guessing.
0: Yeah. Well, but so it's. I, I mean, how big is it in the states? I mean, are you hearing it? I guess you haven't been there, so it's probably the wrong person to ask. Yeah. But right. And, for, or-
1: and furthermore, I'm generally culturally clueless anyway, even when I'm here. So. I'm not the yardstick for anything. I had heard about this. I hadn't actually heard the record yet, but I had heard about this, and watched, you know, prepared the show, and said, "Oh, that's what it is. I get it."
0: Yeah, so I didn't know what it is. But apparently, Lil Nas famously he bought the beat off the internet for thirty bucks. Uh, If if there's a court case coming anywhere, I would probably guess that that might be one there unless you've got a very, very, very good um, contract that says, no, you don't have to pay any royalties to any of this because they must be gutted that they didn't have a little clawback uh, thing in there. But the other thing that I thought was really fascinating with this was um, Trent Reznor is is credited as one of the co-writers. Uh, and I well, think co in
1: the chat room, John is saying that uh, it's a blatant sample of a nine inch nails piece and that it fell off the charts apparently when this gentleman uh came out into some controversy. I'm not gonna ah, it on, on okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, so there, there it is, that's why Trent Reznor gets a writer's credit. Wow,
0: okay. Well, that would be a great Christmas present, 18 weeks at number one with all of the remixes and all of the social media and all of the streams and you get, you know, even a kind of point, half a point has got to be worth a couple of houses. But uh, yeah, it's a really, fascinating um, phenomenon though, isn't it? Because it's really pushing the whole social media and that, that, the, the way that artists and music is, it is essentially, bit you're familiar with it before you know it's available in the charts. So therefore, when you mm-hmm. hear it, you go, "Oh, I like this one." Uh, maybe you do, maybe you mm-hmm. don't. Maybe it's just because you're familiar. But he's he's done a fantastic job with the the social streaming and the and the awareness of it.
2: Gosh, yes, um, but I mean, you know, ultimately though, it's a song that kind. It's a it's a song, isn't it? It is a song. It's not just a sort of. There is a song in there that you could sing yeah. along to and you know the way that trap music's been dominating the charts and a lot of that is sort of you can sing bits of it but you can't really necessarily sing it in the same way as you could maybe sing along to this one so possibly people have been a little bit starved of a real sing-along sort of song that, that, that still connects within the the current genres and styles you know um and i think that's quite possibly a big part of why it's you know such a massive hit record and also obviously the you know the the mixing the blurring of the ideas of these strict genre you know uh, because when I when I heard it I kind of thought is it a country song is it a rap it just sounded like a pop song to me really yeah you know Um, and and I you know and a decent pop song as well you know I don't think it's dreadful by any stretch and in fact makes me think about that the kind of runaway success of um gangnam style you know when that came out and it was very skill a very skillfully made track that one was um but also it was a song and you could see people actually cover it on acoustic guitars and stuff and kind of go oh, okay so Maybe we'll see a little bit more of a return to more sort of song form, slightly, if you if you know what I'm saying. Um oh, based yeah, on well, that's possible. The success of this. Um, it's interesting. I mean, I
0: because the other thing I'm, this wasn't a topic, but I, um, Sound uh, Loop Loopmasters just bought uh, the uh, Beatport Sounds uh, sub business. So you know, it makes complete sense. They'll be selling kind of kicks and you know sample packs or whatever. And I went over there and I just had a poke around. And then I was in a restaurant the other day and every single beat is like a bouncy house beat with a kind of, you know, kick Mm -hmm. on the floor and the slightly kind of triply um, uh, swung hi-hats. And it's literally... Superimpose any song, any melody on that beat, and you've kind of got a contemporary mm. piece of music, and it's and almost always all at the same tempo, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of itself. Sort of, it feels so generic. It's almost becoming. Yeah. It's almost becoming. Yeah. It's like I, I can't hear it unless it's got that beat, but also yeah. I can't hear it because it's got that beat, and it's exactly the same uh, as everything else that I'm hearing. It's really interesting.
2: I, I, I listen to the top ten, uh the Billboard top ten for a project that I'm working on. Um, and I mean that took some doing, if I'm honest. And but Billy uh, Eilish stood out in that top ten, like unbelievably, like a proper decent quality pop artist, uh, stood out in a remarkable way. And I, you know, I'd seen there'd been a lot of hype around it, but I hadn't really sort of paid much attention to it until I did that. Until I did that particular thing, and I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Someone yeah cuz she's really young and she and i think her brother does the production and it's all like sort of done in the bedroom kind of i think i mean i don't know entirely but uh or maybe that's how they started but uh it's two just, bedrooms yeah
1: two bedrooms yeah <laughs> they, they each have a bedroom in which they work and then they kind of co- you know pass oh, the cool. lines back and forth that's how they did it apparently well oh, according yeah, to the interview nice. i saw Okay. Yes, I actually know something about
0: this. <laughs> well, wow, But it, you're right, though, Gaz. It's very interesting, isn't it? Because that you know, as producers and uh, you know, noodlers or whatever we all are, you know, we become we we all become very skillful at making appealing sketches and whatnot things that kind of appeal immediately are and, and like dance music where where there's sort of really powerful and uh, creative production techniques maybe win out over a longer form structural kind of songwriting song but they really kind of they they can be very very catchy and very very compelling but there's comes a point where if that's all there is that when somebody can actually write a decent song and has a slightly contemporary mm-hmm. feel uh that that, that really shines out because they've got that skill as well. So you, we must get this oscillation because there's... There, I, I don't remember, there was a topic a while back where it was a, a, a track by a guy called Zed, and I was saying, this is the most amazing production. It's so full of brilliant ideas and fantastic kind of riffs and concepts and stuff. But the, the actual, you know, the thing, that you, you couldn't sit down and hum it, you know, but it was it was a brilliant hmm. piece of excitingly produced dance pop, you know, which is kind of what what we sort of almost need to hear. And it, that, that, that takes me back a little bit back to what I was listening to on the on the demos for these uh, loop packs that I was listening to on Sounds, uh, Beatport Sounds, was tempo, the, the, the beat was exactly the same when there were just these interchangeable bass lines of riffs going over the beat. And it almost sounded like what you're already hearing in clubs and what you're hearing in... It, it, it was sort of ready-made. There was very little else you need to do to that to make it a, an acceptable thing to be playing in a club. You'd have to get turnarounds and fills and risers and drop-downs and all that thing. But essentially, the bones of it, it was like, wow, that's almost a complete track. And it was literally not. It was just a sample pack demo. You know, it's, it's kind of... <laughs> so I, I think you're right. I, I think you're right about that, the idea that, we, you know, we are maybe subconsciously also hunkering for something that has a little more meaning and depth.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Just great, great well, songs, How about that you know, I mean, doesn't give... I'm sorry, Gas. Go ahead. No, after you... I said, how about something that doesn't sound like it was intentionally seeking to sound like something else? Yeah. 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 For openers. <laughs> Let's not start with that as our primary goal. Yeah. Well, if I suppose. If it ends up sounding like something else, well, okay. But, um, you know, why is that? I don't know. Why? When I meet, I, how often do you meet somebody in the street and think, I really want to be just like that person? I, I just, none of it, none of that sort of thinking makes sense to me, whether it's musical or life. Well, it's and, success, uh, but yeah, but it's it,
0: it's about success, isn't it? You see something successful, you try and emulate the success through what elements you it think. Won't it won't work. If you
1: successful. do what they do, it won't work. It's not because of what you did. It's because of who you are that mm. you're successful. It, it, you and I, you and I will go to completely different ends to achieve very, very good results, each of which will sound like. You know, yours will sound like you and mine will sound like me. If I tried to do what you do, I couldn't do it. And if you tried to do what I do, you couldn't do it. It's it's very personal creation to me. I don't think that, that it's about method. I think it's about who you are when you're doing it. I no, I would
0: agree with that, but I think this sort of also comes back to a wider concept of the the commodification of music where it's become just a thing that you have, you know. It's not yes, something I that understand. you pay you're not paying a deep attention to it. So the things that catch your that have to catch your um uh, your attention are smaller elements. You know, you haven't got time to take the whole thing in, but if you find that kind of really irritating, crazy frog riff, you go, Oh, I know what that is. What's that? You know, I mean, that'll catch your attention, or if you have a siren on, you know. what I mean, that, that, I suppose that's that, but that's a whole other kettle of fish, I think so. But yeah, I, I think it's. I, um, I can't even remember where we started with this. Oh yeah, it was little Nas. So I, I don't know how long he's going to be continuing. But it's, but what's interesting is is it it, it creates. You know, he's used. For, uh, I think it was uh, was it TikTok, which where where people were doing um to his soundtrack they were doing things which were transforming themselves into into cowboys because there's a bit of a cowboy culture kind of things particularly uh black cowboys as well there's a whole ad campaign about for guinness and there's a guy riding through new jersey on a horse and he you know it's there's this sort of really strong iconography uh around it as well so it's all it's all i guess it's all about reading that and knowing how to make the most of it which is it, it it's beyond most of us but uh fair Play to him. I mean, and you know, you listen to the vocal, he's a terrible singer. I mean, he really can't sing. And, and but not only that, the vocal's not particularly well recorded or anything. It's really interesting. It's very low, yeah. it's a very lo fi thing, um, mm. against against you know the the sort of the strong Nashville kind of side of things with my with uh, um, what's his name, Cyrus Billy Ray Cyrus, you know, which is. Yeah, so it was really interesting juxtaposition. Anyway, we could probably go on about this for ages, and it wouldn't get us anywhere. So mm-hmm. uh, I think we probably we're probably at the end of our uh, our set of topics. We managed to make it through. I appreciate your your uh, your contributions, guys, and uh, thank you very much. Um, I suppose before we mm-hmm. go, we should probably just say uh, again thank you for. Uh, let me see if I can find me mouse. Uh, to Isotope, uh, if you want to win a copy of Neuron, Neutron Three, which is the uh, advanced version uh, we 're looking for the hashtag visual balance and the hashtag Neutron three at sonic state and at isotoping that 's on Twitter that particular competition so if you just tweet that but there 's plenty of other characters in there, tweet something else as well it always makes it a bit more interesting um, and I know they observe it so uh, yeah that 's what we 're looking forward to enter the competition to win a copy of Neutron three for next week uh, but as for this week, I think that 's probably us done so Rich, thank you very much for taking time out of your jet lag recovery program uh, to join us. <laughs> And uh, I don't know. You may be going to bed now. Who knows? I mean, who knows where your body clocks at?
1: No, I'm going to. I'm going to. Work you go to work. That's right.
0: Uh, ah, yeah. okay. So where are you in the sleep cycle? Are you? Is it like waking up, going to bed really late, or wake going to bed really early and waking up really early? How? How are you? Or are you just not? It's just whatever. I'm random. up at
1: three in the morning. Done every day wow. so far.
0: Wow. Okay. Is it light then? yet? Yeah. It's not. It's not. Well, light. because
1: because it's eight in the morning where you are, which is I would have been up for an hour by then um if i was where you are so and i had been where you are for until a couple of days ago so third day in is tough tough jet lag days three and four i think are the hardest jet lag days no matter where you're going or where you're coming from
0: uh have you tried um now what's the stuff that you t- that you can take melatonin have you tried doing that have you tried melatonin i
1: do not uh, i i never get much of a result from melatonin i do drink green tea and uh, uh mm-hmm. i generally i generally don't Take things to go to sleep. In fact, I very deliberately don't take things to go to sleep.
0: Yeah, no, me neither. I think, I it's think...
1: A bad thing. It's a bad thing to do.
0: Right. No, fair enough. Um, okay, well, thank you for joining us, Rich, and I hope your uh, jet lag gets uh, you get over it quick. And also, Gaz, thank you for joining us too. Uh, much a pleasure uh, to have ha- had from you being on. Um, we will thank no doubt get in touch again soon, and we should uh, we'll have you over to do mm. something. We need to shoot something here, I'm sure. It's about Oh time. yeah. Well, we've got as
2: well. We've got the the rest. Of, we've got the other parts of the series. Uh, the Meet the Makers extra. Yeah. that's coming so up. Uh, we're uh, going to do one this week. Be- Yep. Mm, that's so yeah, that's good. I've got I um, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff coming as well from my channel. So as well, which is going to be more um, a little bit more random stuff. I think uh, oh. <laughs> well, it's weird, isn't it? I'm trying to work out how to do it with my channel. Just like because I want to do some bass stuff, but I want to do some synth stuff, and you know, I don't want to do stuff that one lot of people wouldn't want to watch and some people would. So I think I, I just I, am I allowed to do what I want to, whatever I want to do? Do you think?
0: I think that's the, the idea. The idea is yes. to do what you want to do and then hopefully people will come with you.
2: All right, thanks Nick. I just needed you to t- to say that. Um <laughs> um but I think the one the thing I'm filming at the moment. Ooh. Let's have a look. Can we see what's there?
0: Oh, yeah, oh, the yeah, look at that. and the RD8. Yeah. Two yeah. analog drum machines seat. together.
2: Yeah, together. Using the RD eight to sequence the vermona and then layering the sounds together and just comparing them as well. Uh and just seeing if I could get the Vermona to sound like the RD eight, which I couldn't. Is <laughs> it laughably bad at uh, my attempts? But um when you start layering layering them together, wow. Like Are just they super the, tight. No.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: oh really?
2: It's making me th- well, I you know, I was when I bought my Vermona, I didn't buy the one with the trigger inputs on there. But like just thinking if I could just have just shot some triggers directly into it. It's pretty good. I just notice it on some things like with the Vimona, um, you can turn up these attack uh, elements on most of the channels, which are essentially just like a needle kind of attack. And you can yeah. just put like a... Uh, and there is a little bit of that on some of the RD-8 sounds. As, um
0: Right, so uh, but, the but, but, uh, well, it's, if it's going over MIDI, it's going you're going to get uh,
2: yeah fifteen twenty milliseconds. You know, yeah, and that's the thing with, with the needly type of attacks. But that's fine though, because you can dial that back on some of them and just you know rely rely for that side from the other one. Um, but just finding it really fun getting them work because like when you do get them both together, you turn one off and turn the other one on, and you just kind of go, ah, oh, they they do something brilliant. In collaboration, so uh, so that's going to be that's going to be my next video anyway. Is about excellent.
0: All right, well, g- looking mm. forward to that. Uh, of course, uh, we've got the uh, Novation Summit here. I think I've got it. Yes, there it is, the Novation Summit, and uh, we're going to be reviewing that. And also, I've got the Waves NX coming up, and there's a whole bunch of other things besides. But anyway, that's it for this week. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching. We that was Sonic Talk number five hundred eighty-six. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye bye now.